Hello and welcome back to another football podcast with Matthew Roth. Today, we will be talking about the players of the year in the NFL and college. Now, in college, the season is basically over, but in the NFL, it's not. I feel like we can still do it for the NFL because we've seen enough of these players and uh, the major- and we can tell like what their majority the majority of the season awards are going to be. So I'm going to do college and then the NFL. Defensive player, uh, wide receiver of the year, running back of the year, and quarterback of the year. I hope you like listening to this podcast. Thanks for listening. So today in this final segment, we're going to mix it up a lot. And instead of the top 10, we're going to go to the bottom 10. And I'm going to do power five teams. The I'm going to start with number 10 is going to be Penn State. Uh, Penn State came off 5-0 start, or 0-5 start. Two wins, but they were against teams that are ranked higher than them in this bottom top 10. They're number 10 here uh, in the bottom top 10. Number 9, I think, goes to the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, they've always been here. Always. They're bad. I have that. They haven't had a good season. They're number 9. Number 8 will be Baylor. Baylor last year had a great season, and Matt Rule left. And this season they've been playing like he was never there. Matt Rule, a matter of fact. And Baylor, he came in, took a one twelve team to go, I think, just a one-loss season, lost to Oklahoma. And then, you know, a new coach comes in, and it all collapses the whole program. I could compare this Baylor team to the Rich Rodriguez team at Michigan. Um, uh, The new coach comes in, destroys the whole thing. They're, they have the same quarterback, same players. But they just destroyed it. Number eight, of course, or number seven, of course, we all know them, we love them, and the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan won their first game, and we were like, they're going to be so good, they're going to be so good. Play Michigan State, get a loss. Um, They're like, that shouldn't have been a loss. But, you know, next week they play Indiana, and they get crushed. And then the following week they play Wisconsin, we're like, no, this team's bad. They're not just some tough weeks. And then this program, you know, they get a win at Rutgers, but this program hasn't been so good. Um, and it's not Jim Harbaugh. Uh, it's it's not really any coach. It's the uh, players. Number six on this list will be. We do select Illinois. Uh, Illinois has probably the funniest. Uh, or the most interesting names on their team, uh, Ematter Bebe. Um, that's I like that. Um, and that's why they're the bottom top ten. They're a team we can make fun of. We can make fun of them because they're terrible, and they just have some cool names. Uh, number five. Uh, this was a really really hard one for me. You see, I was thinking Rutgers. But we didn't really look at the Pac-12. Um, I don't know what team to choose in the Pac-12 here. 
you know, the Pac-12 has a lot of sucky teams. Uh, the Pac-12 has never been a great conference. That is because of where they are in the country. And uh, they know what, like, they're, they're not as good. Uh, but, you know, I think that at uh, this, this spot here um, is not a Pac-12 team. I, you know, even though they beat Florida, um, after winning the championship, uh, the national championship, this team has collapsed. Co with the extra collapsed. It, give it up for the LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers, there's nothing you can really say about them. They haven't been playing well. Uh, no way. And, you know, they're just terrible. Um, and now at number four, you know, in the first Pac-12 team, uh, not the Sun Devils, the Wildcats, the Arizona Wildcats, 0-5 this season, giving a lot of programs trouble in what they played, but they, they, they lost those games. They weren't very good. Arizona, uh, Wildcats, they are number four. Number three, uh, I, I'm gonna say... Uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks, they sit down and watch them get, they watch them lose. Uh, they're just sitting there. They don't really see like, oh, we don't lose. Uh, they're just standing there at number three, the Gamecocks. Uh, and then of course, even though Sarah Fuller is on this team, she kicked, uh, the Commodores, Commodores at two. And the number one worst team is, uh, of course, uh, the Syracuse Orange. They play in the f- in a nice stadium, you know, got all those nice uniforms, but they don't have good games. They don't have nice games. I mean, if you call losses nice for them, I for sure would. Um, but you know, they're not they're not having a great season. Okay, so that is it for the bottom top ten. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please uh, subscribe and watch and come back next week. Okay, and now to the NFL. I am going to name this award for first doing wide receivers. This award is going to be named after probably the greatest wide receiver in the NFL, the Jerry Rice Award. Jerry Rice... He was an amazing guy, and I feel like this person has played so well. He could be the equivalent of Jerry Rice winning. Winning the Jerry Rice Award is Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, there is no one else on this receiving front that can do well. Devontae Adams has been thrown to a ton. And can do well. He is a, an all-star. Well, there's no all-star. Pro bowler. And therefore, I think he should be, you know, he's a pretty good guy. And he deserves a lot of credit for being the best receiver on that team in this this season. He has no one else on that team to help him out. Like, he never gets a break. Maybe Valdez scants Danting, but no one else. Therefore, Jerry Rice Award does go to Devontae Adams. 
Now we will go with probably the Walter Payton Award. Not the Walter Payton Man of the Year. The Walter Payton Award. That will go to Derek Henry. Derek Henry, come on, man. He is, the majority of his games have been above 100 yards rushing. Really. And even when, how could this, no one can stop him, even like if he doesn't score a touchdown. A lot of people are saying, you know, he's like, he gets a lot of big gains, but where are the touchdowns? Well, he doesn't need touchdowns to survive. He's winning this award. Why wouldn't you need why why wouldn't he win this? Actual some facts about him. He has rushed for a hundred yards plus in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight of his fourteen games. That's a lot. That's a that's the heavy majority there. Derrick Henry is clearly the winner of this. Now we go to the award that I should probably name after this person. Uh, winning the Patrick Mahomes Award is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is amazing, right? I, I, he just is, right? He's thrown for 4,000 yards this season. That's pretty good. He can throw the ball. And he has a great receivers to help him win this award. I think Patrick Mahomes is the clear winner. Now, the offensive award goes to Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the leader in receptions in the NFL. Right? That's why he wins this award. Award. He leads the league in receptions and he's just a tight end. How does that happen? How does it? He's the best tight end of all time, for sure. Travis Kelsey wins this award. And finally, the defensive award does go to Xavier Howard. He's nine interceptions this season. He stopped a lot of receivers. Um, some of those teams that he has stopped still won, but he stopped a lot of those receivers from going off. So now we will go to my top ten after this. So today in this final segment, we're going to mix it up a lot. And instead of the top 10, we're going to go to the bottom 10. And I'm going to do power 5 teams. The, I'm going to start with number 10 is going to be Penn State. Uh, Penn State came off 5-0 start, or 0-5 start. Two wins, but they were against teams that are ranked higher than them in this bottom top 10. They're number 10 here uh, in the bottom top 10. Number 9, I think, goes to the Kansas Jayhawks. Uh, they've always been here. Always. They're bad. I have that. They haven't had a good season. They're number 9. Number 8 will be Baylor. Baylor last year had a great season, and Matt Rule left. And this season, they've been playing like he was never there. Matt Rule, a matter of fact. And Baylor, he came in, took a 1-12 team to go, I think, just a one-loss season, lost to Oklahoma. And then, you know, a new coach comes in, and it all collapses the whole program. 
I could compare this Baylor team to the Rich Rodriguez team at Michigan. Um, uh, the new coach comes and destroys the whole thing. They're they have the same quarterback, same players, but they just destroyed it. Number eight, of course, or number seven, of course. We all know them. We love them. And the Michigan Wolverines. Michigan won their first game, and we were like, they're going to be so good. They're going to be so good. Play Michigan State, get a loss. Um, They're like, that shouldn't have been a loss. But, you know, next week they play Indiana, and they get crushed. And then the following week they play Wisconsin, we're like, no, this team's bad. They're not just some tough weeks. And then this program, you know, they get a win at Rutgers. But this program hasn't been so good. Um, and it's not Jim Harbaugh. Uh, it's it's not really any coach. It's the uh, players. Number six on this list will be we do select Illinois. Uh, Illinois has probably the funniest uh, or the most interesting names on their team. Uh, Ematter Bebe. Um, that's, I like that. Um, and that's why they're the bottom top 10. They're a team we can make fun of. We can make fun of them because they're terrible and they just have some cool names. Uh, number five, uh, this was a really, really hard one for me. You see, I was thinking Rutgers, but we didn't really look at the Pac-12. Um, I don't know what team to choose in the Pac-12 here. You know, the Pac-12 has a lot of sucky teams. Uh, the Pac-12 has never been a great conference. That is because of where they are in the country. And uh, they know what, like, they're they're not as good. Uh, but, you know, I think that at uh, this, this spot here um, is not a Pac-12 team. I, you know, even though they beat Florida, um, after winning the championship, uh, the national championship, this team has collapsed. Co with the extra collapsed. It, give it up for the LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers, there's nothing you can really say about them. They haven't been playing well. Uh, no way. And, you know, they're just terrible. Um, uh, now at number four, you know, in the first Pac-12 team, uh, not the Sun Devils, the Wildcats, the Arizona Wildcats, 0-5 this season, giving a lot of programs trouble in what they played, but they, they, they lost those games. They weren't very good. Arizona, uh, Wildcats, they are number four. Number three, uh, I, I'm going to say... Uh, the South Carolina Gamecocks, they sit down and watch them get, they watch them lose. Uh, they're just sitting there. They don't really see like, oh, we don't lose. Uh, they're just standing there at number three, the Gamecocks. Uh, and then of course, even though Sarah Fuller is on this team, she kicked, uh, the Commodores, Commodores at two. And the number one worst team is, uh, of course, uh, the Syracuse Orange. 
They play in the in nice stadium, you know, got all those nice uniforms, but they don't have good games. They don't have nice games. I mean, if you call losses nice for them, I for sure would. Um, but you know, they're not they're not having a great season. Okay, so that is it for the bottom top ten. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Please uh, subscribe and watch and come back next week.